right. Hello, everybody. We're back for another episode of the Friday Night Mike's podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lanik, and with me is my co-host, Sarah. Hey, guys. So, uh, what did you think about this episode? I guess we can just uh, jump right in here. Uh, it was much different than the first one. It was pretty much, like, all about Matt and how the team's just, like, shitting on him. But at least he's kind of got Eric's holding his back for now. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, well, the reason I jumped in and asked you is because I don't know. Um, you know, like for everybody that's listening to this, is is with the last podcast episode. I don't ask Sarah prior to doing this podcast, you know, what she thought of the episodes. I don't want any details um, because whether she likes it or hates it or has, you know, problems with the episode or certain characters, you know, I'd, I'd rather find out when we do this because I can be surprised, you know. Um, I'm not being told beforehand so that I can kind of craft a response <laughs> to whatever, you know, her point of view is. Um, he tells but- me what to say. <laughs> I do. I do. I kind of like I whisper in her ear. I'm like this little devil. I'm like, yes. Despite being in America, he still controls everything I do. <laughs> yes. That's, well, that's what Americans do, right? Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a, a really good episode. This is a, a really good second episode of, of a series in general. But for this series, it uh, it really works because... It takes themes and ideas uh, and obviously situations that were touched on in the first episode. And we kind of have this, you know, continuation with a lot of what happened. Because, you know, it is uh, some big things that we're building off of. And um, we need to see where the characters have gone since that that crazy, uh, super emotional, you know, ending that we had. Yeah, because we know Jason's paralyzed, but we don't know to like the extent of it yet. Yeah, and then we well, we know that he's paralyzed. Is it a is it a long lasting thing? Is it something that's going to be temporary? Um, because that happens. You know, someone might be temporarily paralyzed, and then they'll eventually get you know some feeling back in their their legs, their hands, and you know stuff like that, and and they'll be okay. Yeah. Um, so for this, it was let's find out what uh, the effects are going to be for him, you know, going forward. So, so what did he learn? What did we learn about Jason in this episode? Well, we learned that he, the doctor at least thinks that he'll get, with physical therapy, the return of his um, movement in his arms and hands, but that he most likely will not regain use of his legs. And in the beginning, Everyone's kind of talking like Lila's talking at church, like, oh, yeah, he'll be back on his feet in a month, and, you know, he's probably just going to be off season for a month, and then we can, everything can be back to normal. Like, their lives are going to work out how they planned. <laughs> yeah, there's there's um, some things I wrote down here about this episode, and Lila was one of the biggest things that I had to talk about. Even though in this episode, I feel like it really centers primarily around Eric... Uh, Jason and um, Matt and Matt is the three characters who kind of have the most uh, what's going on in their lives. Um, uh, Lila was a huge. I just I I found myself just writing constantly. Yeah, Uh, I felt like I wrote. I mean, I didn't write uh, a novel, but I felt like I was getting 
I was getting into a short novel um, on this, and it was just because I couldn't. All these ideas just kept pouring out of me in terms of my feelings about her as a character. Yeah, I wrote a good solid few paragraphs about her. <laughs> so here, here's what I had to say, and and you can um, agree or disagree, and or add on to it. So. What I had to say about Lila is that she is – there's a certain level of na- naivete and stubbornness to her character. Um, Very much so. She, she literally can't accept a new reality that she's being presented. Um, she, she – right now, whether it's just um, – she can't look at it in the face. Uh, I don't know exactly why, because you have Jason. It's like two different outlooks. You have Jason who simply wants to be told the truth. Yeah, he right? wants it straight. He doesn't want someone to protect him. He doesn't want someone to lie to him to make him feel better. He would rather know the harsh reality of his situation, whereas Lila can't accept that. You know, and she'd rather live in a fantasy. Yeah, yeah, she'd rather live in the fantasy of what their life, in her mind, should have been, and she can't accept that it's not going to be that. So for her, it's just a matter of time. You know, we'll pray about it. Uh, you know, some miracle surgeon will come in and he'll fix your, your, you know, your back, and everything will just be great, and you'll be playing football for Notre Dame in like nine months. Yeah, and. It's just, yeah, I mean, she's, it's, it's naive, but it's just um, someone who can't see that their life is going to be different, and, and Jason's life is going to be different, and it's just it's too much for her to face up to it. I completely agree. I, you know, I like Lila as a character, but I really didn't like her this episode. Like, the way she talked to the doctor when she was hanging up the sign, like don't you know who Nathan so-and-so is? And, like, um, shouldn't you know that? And, like, she just kind of, like, looked... She had a demeaning nature about her. And, like, like she knew everything. She was going to fix Jason on her own kind of thing. And just, like, you got to accept reality. Like, I know you want things to work out the way you'd planned it and that you could just kind of ride on Jason's coattails, be the perfect trophy wife, but... It's, reality is really hard for her to sink into. Well, yeah, it is hard for her. It's, um, I, well, okay, that scene, right? I mean, this isn't the only scene, okay? she In the very beginning of the episode, she comes in, she has the poster and all that. But you see it time and time again, scene after scene where she comes in to visit Jason. And she's, first of all, and I don't think she's doing it to be mean in any way because obviously she's just coming from, from cheerleader practice or she's coming from school or whatever uh, or a game. But she's coming in with her cheerleader uniform on, right? Yeah. And I mean, let's face it. Jason, how many times has he been on the sideline of the football game and he's looked over and, you know, she's cheering? And, you know, it's just like another reminder for him. Like she walks in and it's like, okay, there's Lila. And of course, she's wearing her cheerleader uniform, and you know it's it's not insensitive on purpose. You know, it's not malicious in any way. It's just an it's just another thing. She's just holding on to. It's like a symbol um, of 
who she was, you know, a few days earlier. And, yes. And who she's not going to ever be, really. She's never really going to be the same, right? I mean, she may wear that uniform. She may still be Lila, but she's not going to be. She's not going to be Lila from a few days earlier. No, like her life has completely changed. She, I can't. I, I have no idea what's in the road for her, but I know she's definitely not going to be just the perky, preppy cheerleader that she was. Girlfriend of the quarterback, like that's how she identified herself. But that I think that's going to completely change for her. Well, yeah, I mean, this this thing, I mean, Jason's injury is really a catalyst for so much, obviously. It's the first episode. It, it's a momentous event in everybody's life. It reverberates throughout the entire town. You know, it's like you throw, you pick a giant, you know, stone up in your hand, you go to a pond, and you throw it in the middle of the lake. I mean, all those ripples, they have, I mean, it has massive effects. And in this case, it, 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 it changes everyone's life. It changes Lila's life. Uh, it changes uh, Matt's life, of course. You know, oh, yes. with, with it changes Eric's life because his his meal ticket, as you so um, eloquently put it, yes, <laughs> uh, you know, is gone. I mean, you, you can see in his face he's now his reality is entirely different, yeah. right? I mean, Lila wasn't faced, just yeah. depending on him, so was Eric. Yeah, and he was, and it's not the same, and he's like, what am I going to do? You know, I love that I love that boy, but, you know, we all know why I got this, this job, and yes. now it's gone, and so what am I going to do? And that leads me into this, this scene with, with Tammy and yes. Eric, which, you know what, I guess early on in this series, that scene, I can pinpoint and say that that encapsulates them, you know. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's vice versa, you know, where he's the one providing her comfort, but you just get the sense that they're married, right? I mean, this isn't like two actors who just started working with each other a couple weeks ago, and you get it feels like these two actors have been friends for years. Yeah, like, know? I literally wrote down in my notes, I get what Michael's talking about now, because this episode... Every time you see them, it's totally what a marriage is like. Like, for example, when they're like Applebee's and she's like, can you take off your hat at the table but still have their conversation? And even though they're like kind of having a disagreement, you know, she's totally respectful when the phone comes into the hospital. It's totally a marriage. And that conversation where she's, Tammy's kind of giving him like a, a pep talk, uh, he's kind of in crisis and she's trying to raise him back up and reminding him like this is what he does and that she believes in him like it's a beautiful marriage yeah you know when she's you know when she's talking about like he's he's a molder of men and you know that that the people that he coaches they look to him as, as a father figure i mean that's that's really what a coach a lot of times is for for kids i mean it you know they got their dad at home a lot of them Maybe not all of them, but, you know, it, it, when they're at school, when they're on the, the football field, you know, a lot of times the coach is kind of like a substitute father. And so he does mold, you know, these kids out in the field and in practice. And, you know, she's just kind of reminding him, you can do this. It's not going to be easy, but you can, you can do this. I know you're going to do it. Yes. 
Like she's seen him do it before. She believes in him. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see, and I love it every time I see it. So it's just, just <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that um, uh, uh, jumping to a different seems like I'm a little bit jumping around here, but um, the scene where uh, Jason is talking to, or no, where Eric's talking to Jason in the hospital, like, and Eric tells him like, "You're a good man." you're what makes guys like me want to coach. I mean, oh, that broke my heart just a little bit. Like, Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, the writing on this show is already, and just two episodes in, it's just phenomenal because you could write the dialogue in a very awful way in that scene, but the, the combination of the way they film it in an almost documentary-style filmmaking... Um, to go along with writing that it, it's not overly wordy. You know, it's like when the writers, you can tell when they sit down to write, okay, Eric's going to, you know, he's in the room, he's talking to Jason. What's he going to say? They know the character so well, right? I mean, Eric, he, he can be, a lot of times he's a man of few words. When he speaks, he speaks and he says what he needs to say, but he doesn't overly word what he's going to say, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, he's not going to sit there and have this long speech to give to Jason. I mean, he's saying very heartfelt things, and that's it. And that's good enough. And he says what he means, and he's telling him, you know, very true things. You can tell that his character is being very honest. Yeah. And and I like it. Just it just it, I don't I never feel any kind of. Um, any falseness there's no false note on the character there's no false note on what they're saying it's just there like they're saying it i believe it you don't have to convince me i i believe what he's saying yeah everything they're talking about like feels super genuine and i wrote down like the respect these two have for each other is on the same level neither of them thinks they're like above or below the other they're totally genuine in the respect for each other and i wrote that they see each other with clear eyes yeah, they do, um, and that's obviously something that kind of reverberates throughout the series. Um, but they're well. I mean, they're not a married couple, but they've been through so much together. But they they kind of have that similar respect, you know. They they both see each other very clearly and honestly, and never more so than now. I mean, how could you not be? Uh, in this moment where he's laying in the hospital, maybe paralyzed forever, there's there's no point in time where you would never be more genuine and honest and realistic and s- to see each other more clearly and honestly than in the, at this point in time. Absolutely. So. It was a sweet moment. Yes, it was. Um, so let's... Uh, Let's jump over a little bit to Matt. Uh, we'll kind of jump around uh, back and forth because, as I said, these three characters are the major ones in the episode, and a lot of a lot of the things that go uh, that go on with them kind of have other characters that kind of circle around them. You know, like satellites. Yeah. So um, another character I wanted to talk a little bit about was I was going to mention Matt, but let's talk a little bit about. Um, uh, about Tim. <laughs> so, 
he's kind of in a lot of pain right now, isn't he? He is beating the crap out of himself. You can absolutely like he doesn't have many lines like whatsoever in this series in this pff, series in this episode, but every facial expression is pained. He like when he learns Jason's paralyzed, he walks out and he's like when he was rewatching Jason getting hit over and over again, you can just see that he's just killing himself inside. Yeah, and he's he's in a lot of pain. He he's blaming himself, obviously. Yes. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He wishes he could go back in time and, and fix it. Oh yes. Um, whether you think he can, uh, whether you know that's even possible, who knows? But I think for his for his character, it's such a changing point for him. You know, this is a, it's like a turn for his character because I, I don't want to say he was riding the coattails of Jason because I don't think Tim was really so much like that. I mean, I know he had that little speech in the pilot, um, but I don't I don't know that that was is ever ever important to him as the simply the friendship he, he's had with Jason all his life. I think Tim has always been very amazed i would imagine to have a friendship like he has with with uh jason um being you know the family where he's from what side of town he's from all that stuff i mean you know that's the kind of thing that maybe doesn't happen quite so much and uh, the fact that these two have been friends for a long time really speaks kind of volumes and i think that's what hurts him most it isn't about um I've now lost my chance to have that really great home in 10 years, like we talked about like a few days ago. It's more about my friend is hurt in the hospital. He might never walk again, and I should have been able to do something. Why didn't I do it? Why didn't I fix this? Why didn't I stop this from ever happening? Yeah, absolutely. Just the person who sees me best, like, is hurt. Like, that's got to hurt him so much. Like, and he's, it's his, to him, it's his job to protect him on the field, and he feels like he let him down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just going to be interesting to see in the next, you know, few episodes um, maybe where that goes and and see the progress or lack of progress he makes um, from here on out when it comes to, well, when it comes to everything from that to just his life in general. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens with him. Yeah, I did write down um something cute though the uh in the opening scene where um you know everyone's at their different churches and then you have Tim who's out shooting guns and hunting. Yeah, well you know blown off steam. Yeah, uh, just just go out there and start blasting the gun away for a bit. It's it probably makes you feel a little better. I liked that. <laughs> uh, it's not uncommon, I think, in Texas. I don't just, condone hunting, uh, but it was cute. <laughs> Uh, let's let's move on a little bit and uh, get into to Matt. Um, the first thing I wrote down about Matt was poor Matt. Um, <laughs> it's the shit on Matt episode. <laughs> it's like he can't he can't do anything right in this episode. It, it really, for someone who just won the game <laughs> last week, it, it's uh, amazing to see how many people of just beating this kid down like they are yeah they just turn on him like a dime like sure he like played for 30 seconds and won the game 
but can he like play for like full quarters? Is that right? Yeah. Quarters. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, f- um, yeah, four quarters. Okay, good. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be. I was gonna tell you. We're gonna introduce a um, football segment here, and then not not this episode, but in the next episode, where we're gonna teach you the game of football. Yay. So, okay. Um, Super excited. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? Your husband will be very happy when I teach you this. Because he... then you you can sit and watch football together. Oh, good. <laughs> I'll still be just on my phone. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention when it comes to Matt, well, the other thing I wrote down was, um, well, one of the things was, is it right for the radio station... For not just him, but for anybody, any radio station, like blasting this kid. I mean, this is you know, kid. So, you know, this this sixteen year old kid, um, and they're just annihilating him on the radio station. Yeah, like you know, back like, off. Oh, you know, I know you're you know as a teenager you're already dealing with all the issues that come with being a kid and the, you know, all the awful moments that you have to deal with and self-esteem issues and but we're just gonna tack on a little more and just eviscerate your your character and your ability to do anything on the field and you're basically worthless oh no offense by the way yeah you know just saying and like Um, not like he doesn't have enough shit on his plate like i wrote down a list of his responsibilities he's got like his studies his football practice the games his job, and he's the man of the house, his dad's off in Iraq, and he cares for his grandma, like, holy shit. Oh, it's, it's like that, well, you know, that other scene it, towards the end of the episode between Matt and uh, Eric. Yeah. It, it's another great, ep- it's another great scene, I mean, because, again, you know, these, these two characters are seeing each other very clearly, and as the episode Set, you know, the episode is titled Eyes Wide Open. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should have said that uh, <laughs> earlier. By the way, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode two, titled Eyes Wide Open. <laughs> yes, we are the polished podcast, as you can see. Because, <laughs> you know, we've never done this before. <laughs> right, we do just, you know, we don't have another uh, podcast that we do. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, they're like, yeah, well, we'll be turning into, tuning into that one. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, between these two characters, it's it's very a very clear-eyed moment. They they're seeing each other as the episode is titled "Eyes Wide Open" because it's it's about a lot of people seeing each other for the for who they truly are and seeing their situation for the way it truly is. And you know, you're you're talking about this scene where you have Eric who brings Matt to the field, and and yes, he's there to kind of show him how he needs to do what he needs to do on the football field but i think the thing that really allows matt to maybe begin to turn the corner and maybe start to assert himself more on the football field and in practice and all that is this scene because maybe for the first time ever someone is is standing there in front of him and telling him i can't believe you do what you do yeah. With all the responsibilities that you have from your daily life to football to your grandmother to everything, I don't know how you do it. I'm amazed that you can even do this. 
and I applaud you for it, and you should be proud of yourself. And to that, to have someone like his head coach tell him that is just, it's such a wonderful scene because it's probably the first real respect Matt has received in I don't even know when. Maybe ever. Who knows? Yeah. God, no kidding. So, um, another thing I wrote down here is never accept advice from Landry. Never accept... Matt should never accept advice from Landry. um, Oh, about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, God. And and I'm just going to tell you this because this is just... Because it's not a spoiler. There's a running... It's like a it's like a very light running gag throughout the entire series. <laughs> Every time Landry gives him advice, it is the worst advice possible. <laughs> All right? It never works out. Matt's like, yeah, sure, I'm going to listen to you. And then he goes and does it, and it's the worst thing in the world. And he should, never should have done it, <laughs> and it is always hilarious. And I, I always get uh, a good chuckle out of it because it's just... It's just so ludicrous. Like yeah, just talk about yourself. Talk yourself up, you know. Uh, you know, show him who, show him who uh, Matt really is. And so Matt's like in front of the the <laughs> reporter, you know, relaying the same, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, versus, you know, me and I'm not the Red Hot Chili Peppers and I'm myself and who is Matt and it's like, who am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Who is Matt Saracen? The eternal, the eternal question. So. um yeah, it's it's just a funny it's a funny little scene and I I enjoy it every time. Yeah, so. that was that was a nice little funny touch. <laughs> yeah, right. Um So what did you think about Tammy uh wanting to get a job and eventually getting one? Uh I think it's the role of guidance counselor is kind of perfect cuz I think like probably in the future like Eric's talking to Matt and giving like the fatherly coach kind of perspective I think she'll probably be giving like guidance motherly perspective down the road sometime yeah yeah I mean that's a pretty good good guess there and I'm like, not, gonna not even to Matt but to the whole team like she could just be like anytime we need a point filled in we need to know something just throw them into like the counselor with Tammy that's a it's a good guess I'm not going to tell you whether it's true or not <laughs> But uh, you're so wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna be uh, enigmatic right now (laughs) and just let you ponder whether it's it's true or not. Well, could go either way. It's fifty fifty shot. So (laughs) (laughs) no, but I I I get what you're no I get I get what you're saying, and it it's a good role for her in the school. I think it's a it's a good job. Um, I liked Eric's reaction. (laughs) My school. Like, yeah, like, oh, I didn't know you owned it, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, and, you know, in case, uh, yeah, we'll be working side by side, and he's thinking, like, okay, um, we need to talk about this. Um, what Thanks else, for the what consultation. A, what, a, what other job can you get that won't require me to be uh, around my wife all the time? <laughs> so he's probably thinking, I go, to, I go to work, and I have my me time, and now there's no me time, so. <laughs> I can't escape you. Yeah, it's like I can't even go somewhere and do my job and just be around guys because I'll be like in my office and all of a sudden my wife would come in and, well, there goes that. So <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely see that's going to be like a funny dynam- dynamic down the road. 
I can yeah. speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. Um, again, I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, it gets interesting. <laughs> um, so, I'm trying to think here. I had some other things I wrote down. Um, oh, uh, going back to Jason, it, it amazes me how strong he is. Oh, I episode. know. Um, like, he takes everything like a champ. He does. A good man. It's, and it's not... Like in that scene with Eric, right, at the end, you could see him start to break down. Um, you know, I'm not here to to adv- advocate to all or any uh, male listeners out there <laughs> that uh, to be a, a man, you must not cry. Yes, I must. If you stab me in the arm with a knife, I'm <laughs> going to hold my tears in um, or anything like that. No, it's, it's not that he's strong because, you know, he's not... You know, because he doesn't cry. It's just that I'm so amazed that he's strong enough to take the truth. Uh, like when he, he tells the doctor, like, Doc, I can take it. Just just tell me if I'm going to walk again. You know, I need to know. Um, his, you know, his mother's all for, like, you know, like Lila, you know. Yes. It's like, you know, we'll just, oh, we'll just pray about it. We'll be okay. And and don't worry about it. This, you know, they'll all work out. We'll, we'll, get, we'll deal with this later. And he doesn't want to deal with it later. He wants to deal with it now. And, um, so I'm, I'm very, I'm just very amazed by him as, in this moment. I think most people, and I, I don't know how I would react if I was in his situation. I'd like to think I would react in the same way, but I, I also am not sure. Maybe I would just, you know, be inconsolable and, and I wouldn't want to face it. I, I couldn't tell you, but yeah. I am amazed by what he is willing to accept. Yeah. It's, he is a rock truly and like when he starts tearing up and saying I'm sorry I failed you and I failed the team I'm like my god man you're the strongest person that probably in this whole show like you failed nobody oh it's such shit luck that that happened right exactly (sighs) such is life and I guess it's it's kind of the thing I mean this you know it may not be a football accident but anything can happen at any time so it just kind of shows you that you know even the good guys get hurt badly most of the time it is the good guys (laughs) most of the time it is the good guys um oh uh just this little side note about tammy uh book club from hell fuck man (laughs) i oh that scene just bothered me so much and you know hey julie harpies man yeah and you know why she was there they wanted the inside dirt they wanted they wanted to know what was going on with the football team they They, wanted to use her yeah this isn't about um anything more than just you're able to be our contact to the inside of the football team and what's going on and it's yeah it i i would never go back to that i would just find i you know the what's the eternal uh the excuse that all women use at some point in their life, I'm washing my hair. <laughs> right? So, I mean... You I know, have a life. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, f- f- take whatever you whatever works, right? Um, oh, and I guess, yeah. like, Tammy should have known that that group of women can't read, but... <laughs> yeah. I did write, though, um, the camera focuses to, like, this woman with a glass of wine in her hand, at like the back of the kitchen and it holds on her for a few seconds and this woman looks identical to uh maggie wheeler who was um janice on friends and so i imdb'd it 
And she's uncredited in this episode, so I don't know if it was her. But the woman is actually in supposed to be in episode 10 as a teacher. Oh. So um, maybe. Okay. Well, hey, I didn't... I don't know. I don't. I guess I never picked it up. I never picked her up on on the episodes for any reason. I, mean, I guess she's not really on it much, so I guess she just slid by me. But that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I recognize that woman. <laughs> her voice should be annoying. <laughs> Side profile. Um, okay, so yeah, that that was an awful scene for her, and I'm glad. I'm just hoping she never goes back because that's just that's just terrible. <laughs> Nobody should have to suffer through that torture. No. Oh, um, harpies. <laughs> oh. And uh, Smash and Tyra getting a little action on. It's like, I love Tyra when she's at the diner and she's telling that crying woman to just, like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. And then immediately hate her when she's, like, making out half naked with Smash. I'm like, forever. It'll be love-hate for me. (laughs) Um, I, I like Smash's mom, though, Karina. Yes. (laughs) She's like... (laughs) <laughs> she's like I don't think I've seen the last of you I work at Planned Parenthood <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like I you know what I uh, use protection like, yeah, yeah, well. I'm not a piece of trash <laughs> you can walk home bitch <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so that was uh, that was a cringe inducing scene but it also <laughs> it also made me laugh it really did yeah. I, I like I liked I like Karina I, I think and she's just a very strong female character you know so we'll definitely get to see more of her later on uh yes i can reveal you will see more of karina gotcha i liked her yeah (laughs) Yeah. um yeah so i don't know is there anything that any other scenes here i'm trying to think of uh some stuff that uh, happened that we haven't talked about some actual you know more like scene stuff Um, i think we really got through a ton of it yeah uh, the scene, the, the the fight that broke up between Smash and, and Riggins on the field, um, and the confrontation that they had in the diner um, <laughs> early in the episode, where where uh, Tim threw the the bottle against the wall. Although, give um, him credit, like he was like, um, oh, what did he say? Like, you know what? You're right, man. He was walking away, and then Smash opened his stupid mouth again. <laughs> like smile rig god don't like ugly yeah i would have thrown something too <laughs> yeah yeah well you know because of the guilt he's feeling he's so on edge right now and i mean and, and he's he's spoiling for a fight he's you know? unstable he he's he's so he's so consumed with grief right now that he's looking for an outlet and uh you know smash is perfectly fine he doesn't like the guy already <laughs> so why not get into a fight with him because it's just it's going to help him like let off some steam and some of that guilt and and that's you know that's why i you know they get into that fight on the field um a couple i think a couple scenes later or that maybe yeah. it's the next scene actually because yeah Reagan's just like you know whether he did blocked the guy right or not or whether smash didn't uh, follow him correctly or whatever it, i mean none of that matters because I think that fight would have broke out no matter what in that situation. You know, it would just would have happened. He would have found some reason to get into Smash's face and, <laughs> you know, start going at it. So I yeah, he'll find a happened. reason. <laughs> yeah. And um, Lila talks to Tim after like practice about going to see Jason, um, saying that you know if you wait too long, he's probably going to take it personal. I just 
I don't think Tim can go and see him at all. Well, no, because going there means seeing everything for real. Yeah, it becomes truth. Yeah, and if he can stay away, he can stay away from the truth as, as long as he can. Um, it allows him... I mean, he knows the truth, but there's a difference between hearing it and seeing it. Yeah, You know, absolutely. And, and going in, yeah, and so going into that uh, ho- hospital and confronting his friend and seeing that he really and truly is paralyzed because he knows he's paralyzed but when he sees him he's going to see Jason strapped to a bed unable to to move and it's just not something he's he's emotionally ready to deal with yeah it's just not in him to take that on yet but he did say he's going to be his caregiver so step up (laughs) yeah I mean and another thing too because this, I'm looking for the perspective of someone who uh, doesn't know American football, um, doesn't doesn't yet watch football, yet watch football. Um, doesn't watch football. <laughs> may one day love football, but we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, so uh, did you find Eric to be too harsh uh, regarding Matt on the football field, or were you okay with that? Oh, um... When he's kind of grilling him out on the fields. Yeah, because, like, you, you know, he's like, you need, this thing needs to be in, like, your your kid's DNA. You know, how to, how to do your job, <laughs> the playbook and all that. Like, you need to know how to do this, like, on a cellular level. I think, so, I think yeah. he's being, like, blunt and truthful with him. Like, this is the reality. But also, like, he's got to treat him how he treats everybody else, despite that Matt is coming into this pretty much just, like, a deer just born walking on its wobbly legs kind of deal and but I think that's why he also like takes him aside later at night to you know one on one train him and just give him like a little bit of special treatment yeah yeah because I think and that's a common thing every player every player isn't the same and so you gotta kind of treat each player differently you gotta treat them all the, you gotta treat them all the same I, be, I think but you have to find ways to reach each player differently. And with Matt, I think it's, you know, pulling him aside and having a little one-on-one talk with him is, is what he needed. Yeah, giving him so. some um, self-esteem. Yeah. Just believe in yourself. Like, you can do this if you want it. It's yours to take. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Matt, and this is just something that um, I thought was hilarious the the rally girl that showed up uh, at the restaurant and and it's like is it just me well i know it's not just me but every single thing she said was like just sexual like, yeah, it's just, yeah it was all dirty it was i mean it was on purpose and i get that but um i just i thought it was hilarious and it just matched <laughs> like what do you want matt what do you like uh it's like, I, I, like let me know what, it, what you want and i'll give it to you and it's like uh, uh, <laughs> you know, it it was. I just liked the look on his face was pure terror. <laughs> and know? I mean, like the rally girls really are like this is almost like a fifties kind of mindset of like the women make baked goods for like their men, and they're kind of like sex objects too, because like Riggins is just all up on one girl. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, like, she's doing his homework for him. Which yeah, that is, too. That's not uncommon. 
Um, what the for, hell? <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I, not up here as far as I know, but I mean, maybe down there in Texas, I have no idea. Uh, but at least for for Reagan's, it's common, and I guess I don't know. He's like, hey, thank you, and here's your thank you gift. And, yeah, like it's so sexist. Like I know this is ten years ago, but still, like holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, maybe not everything is completely modern uh, in, in Texas. Texas. I don't mm. know. But it, it, I just, yeah, I found it funny, and um, I, I jotted that down, too, because I thought in terms of of Matt, uh, just his face, <laughs> I mean, there was like, what? The, like, he couldn't understand what was going on. So stunned. But at the same time, he's like, also, like, there's this pretty girl, she's standing in front of me, and I don't know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> I think I know what she's talking about, but I don't quite know. And, oh, cake. Yeah. Oh, cake. Yes. Okay. Mm, yeah. Sure. Sure. Cake. Whatever you whatever you say. Um, so, yeah. I thought that was really good. I also like the, um, there was a cute line that, uh, it's back when um, Eric seen Jason at the hospital and uh, Jason's like, how's Saracen doing? And Eric's like, he's, he's fine. Throwing like a girl, but he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was, I mean, it, it's just another sign of their their ability to just kind of see a situation like it really is. And but I thought that was a funny line regarding regarding that. Yeah, throwing a hit girl, you know. <laughs> but you know, um, that's cute. And there was that oh that scene with Eric uh, when he was sitting with. Uh, Buddy and all the rest of the the, the mayor and the, some of the townspeople and they're eating the Ugh, ribs and stuff. I hate them more. <laughs> they're like, again, as usual in this town, they're all football experts, and they're just like, no, nah. like, oh, we can't start, we can't start, Matt, right? No, oh, that can't, no way, that kid can't start. You know, I mean, you can't just heave a football up in the air every time and expect you to score a touchdown. And it's like, here's Eric. He's sitting there. He's eating food, and. He's every opinion in the world being thrown at him, and you could just see it on his face. It's like, oh, like I, I don't want to be here. I, I have to be here. These are important people. I need the support of this town. I need the support of the mayor. I need the support of Buddy and all this, you know. So he's he's there for a reason, but he's almost like trying to figure out whether it's even worth it. <laughs> yeah, like I wonder if they'll notice if I slip under the table and make a run for it. <laughs> you know. It's it's a like you know he's the football coach. I mean, eventually Buddy does says, says or says something to the to the um, point of you know hey you know he's the football coach. Let him make the decision. While also kind of giving him a backhanded compliment, you know, where he's like yeah let him make the decision. But he knows the decision that's most important, and that's winning, you know, doing whatever it takes to win state. So hint hint again. Matt Saracen isn't the quarterback, you know. So it's just they're so aggravating as as characters. Uh, at least this at this point in the series, and I won't go any further as to whether they'll continue to be that way, or whether they just get more aggravating. Uh, I'll let you find out. Oh, I can take a guess. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, no, these type of people are gonna back off. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, the the. They let their opinion be known. Oh, that's you know? for sure. <laughs> and it's not like uh, holding it back because you feel like maybe it isn't welcome. That's not something that they worry about here. <laughs> and, like, Garrity is already trying to 
manipulate his control over him, like, subconsciously almost. Like, um, when he's like, uh, you lay off the football pearls of wisdom, let him enjoy his riblets or whatever. And then, like, Eric kind of realizes, yeah, they're paying for this meal, I have to, like, stop and thank them for this. And, like, that's just, like, those little pieces of manipulation. Oh, and also when Garrity talks to him at his dealership saying, like, no matter what, we're friends, right? And, like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's all subtle maneuvering. You know, everybody's looking to kind of put themselves into a position of, of, I mean, this is not uncommon anywhere you go. Position of power, position of influence, having their, their, you know, position influence whatever events are going on. It's, it's, that's, that happens everywhere all over the world. Every town, every city, uh, whatever. But in this situation, it, it's revolving around something that isn't, I mean, it's important, I guess, but it's not, you know, it's, it's football, right? But through this town, this is a town whose entire identity is is defined by how the team does on the football field. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's it's the pride that they have in themselves as a town, as townspeople. It's it's based on how well this team does. So that I mean that's why they're so invested. It, it's because if they have a winning season, that means their life is good. If they have a losing season or they don't win state, life sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, very, very blunt and um, black and white way to look at it, but um, it's not very far from the truth either. Yeah, it's just, just like, how dull are your lives that, like, this is all you live for? Like, I understand, you know, being passionate about a sport, but you people gotta get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, anything. I don't care. Collect coins. Uh, <laughs> something. Something that, that will give you some sense of satisfaction that isn't connected to what the football team, what a bunch of kids between 15 and 18 years old do. Yeah, like, <laughs> it takes your mind away from putting, like, an enormous amount of pressure on these damn kids. Yep. Oh. So as a, as a, as a Canadian... Would you uh, say that they're a little out of line compared to how it is up in Canada? Oh, like, way out of line. Like, this shit wouldn't happen. It doesn't happen in hockey? It's it's a whole different world. I mean, like, hockey, you'll get the occasional, like, crazy-ass father that'll, like, scream at, like, kids. But he they usually, like, tell him, like, get the fuck out. You can't come back here. Like, it just doesn't get tolerated here. Hmm. Unless gotcha. it's like, like I mentioned like last episode, like the Stanley Cup, like, uh, did you ever hear about the Stanley Cup riots? Oh yeah, I did. I, I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds, that sounds fun. Oh, I was, we got out in time, like, um, it was like the second period. Everyone was already kind of getting rowdy and I'm like, okay, they're losing. Let's just get the hell out of here. People are kind of getting crazy. And like, we're driving down the freeway, heading home and like cars cops are just driving by sirens going and my mom calls me and she's like are you okay are you hurt and i'm like uh yeah i'm fine what's your problem (laughs) and she's like the the whole town's like up in a riot i'm like what we just left there like 15 minutes ago how could it be a riot already and yeah apparently canadians can be a little crazy when it comes to like the main games i guess (laughs) Yeah, well, the championship game is the one that matters most, so I guess that's if you're going to go crazy, that's the one to go crazy for. Yeah, people are nutter-butters. <laughs> yes, it's very true. Um, 
So yeah, they're they're a little too invested, I think, in in how this team does every year. But uh, that's just the way it is, and we'll see what effects that has, you know, going forward. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how this uh, this game turns out because the end of the episode has Taylor giving what will become uh, kind of a signature thing about his character. It, Epic, epic speeches. <laughs> um, he he gives some epic speeches, uh, half halftime speeches, things. I mean, not all, not every game, but he does. Uh, sometimes when things are bad, like he whips out a speech that gets everybody believing. He knows and how to give a hell of a pep talk. Exactly, and um, so everybody's all pumped up. They're firing. They're ready to go. They're ready to go out and destroy this team. And he goes over to Matt, who's kind of. In between being excited and wanting to vomit, I think. <laughs> and he he's I don't remember the exact line he says, but uh, you know, he, but the one thing he does say is he says, "Listen, let me ask you a question. When you threw that pass last week, you know the pass that that won us the game. So did you have your eyes closed?" And he says, and, and Matt replies, "No, no, my eyes were wide open." And he smiles, and they, you know, you can see like he, he's he's ready to go. He's ready to to kind of go out there and show, show him what he's got. Show him what he's made of. Yep, and uh, it's 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 nice because it ties everything up to the episode. It kind of reinforces all of the, the themes and some of the ideas that were kind of thrown and threaded, uh, throughout everybody's stories here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know how, like, they just kind of show us the beginning of the game. The game. game. Yeah. And, like, I wonder, like, I don't know if they're going to win or lose. I think if they win, it'll just, it'll feel like they have to win, like, every single time. I think they're probably going to lose because they got to show us how bad it can get, I'm guessing. Uh, that's a possibility. Yeah, that's possible. Um, you know, the thing is, uh, this this show is pretty realistic uh, when it comes to most of the aspects. Um, and the games themselves are, are pretty realistic, I think. Um, I know there's some people that nitpick about certain things uh, um, strategy-wise and, and maybe some situations they get into uh, game-wise that maybe don't feel quite uh, so perfect but um authentic wise but i think they do a pretty good job and um let's just let's just say that the realism that they try to display everywhere else kind of is shown in the football field too something to look forward to (laughs) yeah so let's uh get around to giving our rating oh yes do you want to go first do you want me to go first uh i'll go first um, okay, so uh, highlights for this episode for me. Um, as I said earlier in the episode, I think uh, Eric and Jason and Matt really, and Tammy, well, yeah, and Tammy, the, those four characters in particular really made the biggest impression on me, and they were the focal point of this episode, or I guess I should say focal points of this episode. Um, Eric was involved in 
all three of the biggest, most poignant um, ep- scenes in this episode, the, the scene with Jason, uh, the scene with his wife, and the scene with uh, Matt at the football field. Um, and there were some really great things, really great dialogue, and I, I appreciated it. I thought the acting, of course, uh, was just was top-notch. Um, I think some characters got, got kind of pushed to the side a little bit. I think Julie really didn't have much to do in this episode. Um, I think she was only in a, a scene, yeah. maybe maybe two, and, I, and she didn't really have a lot to say. Um, I want to see what they do with, with uh, Tyra. Because I, 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 right now she's kind of just, just being, you know, little, little crazy and wild, and uh, what you know, I want to see what what's going on with her character. You know, what 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 more? Is there anything more? Is there anything more to her? Because um, right now she's kind of not three dimensional yet. She's she's you know, she's she's kind of black just and the white. Wi- she's the wild child, and you know, she's the wild crazy uh, girl from across the tracks. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, a very strong episode. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I think that if I have to give it a rating, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it eight and a half out of ten. Sounds like a fair assumption. Yep. My rating, like my, I think my favorite scene, um, was not just when uh, Eric and um, Matt were out on the field, but when we step into uh, Matt's, like, home life and get to see, like, his drawings and his room that is basically in a den, wide open for anyone to see, which is really sad. And um, his sweet grandmother, (laughs) she's just like, the coach is here, I have to get him cake. (laughs) Like, it was so sweet. I love his grandmother. <laughs> I know I adore her. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was my favorite scene, just because we learn Matt gets a lot more depth to him, and I really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, for me, I'm giving it a seven and a half out of ten, just because I don't have too much else to base it off of, other than the pilot, which was like beyond phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go low, so I have wiggle room in the future. <laughs> Uh, fair, fair enough. Um, I think good scores. Uh, like I said, this is a good episode. Um, the pilot, I think, was just phenomenal. It was uh, everything that you could hope an episode would be. Um, I don't think there. I, I mean, I got. I gave it a ten out of ten. So for me, there was no flaw in the pilot. Uh, there really isn't. I would say there was not really a lot of flaws. here here i just think now they have this ensemble cast and one of the things they have to try to figure out is how to juggle the characters uh because it's going to be hard to give everybody their their own screen time and give everyone their stories all the time and so i think they're 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 kind of early on and they're figuring out okay where can i fit X character? Where can I fit this character? How do I not make this character feel completely irrelevant in this episode? Yeah. You know, or should we? You know, or should we really focus on a certain amount of characters, leave this character out for a while, bring them next episode, and give them some time? So is it just juggling around and figuring out how that all works? Uh, but other than that, there, and there really isn't a whole lot to, to say that um, in terms of there being anything wrong in this episode. I just think it's just them working out 
a few of the small issues they might have uh, at the moment, but uh, whatever they have is, is pretty minor, so. Yeah, I completely agree. So, okay. Uh, all right, so this looks like this is the wrap-up for our episode. So I think we're going to be introducing a few things into our episodes here. Um, since we've kind of had this podcast up and running now for a couple of episodes, we're going to introduce a few uh, segments um, to try to, you know, break up a little bit of just reviewing and giving our, our thoughts and ideas. We'll kind of try to maybe introduce a little bit of fun stuff and see what we can do there and, uh, you know, see if we can test Sarah's knowledge of football and then watch the hilarious results when <laughs> she doesn't get them correct. Oh, goody, maybe, more humiliation. May, yes. Well, that's what we do here on Friday Night Mics. We, we humiliate our Canadian co-host. Um, but I will say that we will give you, um, if I say were to quiz you, uh, I will make it multiple choice. You will or you won't? I will. Okay, I'll good. Multiple, yes. So you might have a chance of getting the correct or correct answer. Um, so that helps. Even if I have absolutely no idea. Exactly. I'll just pretend yes. that I know. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, I yeah, I did read up on that. You're right. You're so right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. All right. So, is there anything else you want to say, Sarah, before we uh, sign off? No, I think we covered everything perfectly. Okay. All right, everybody. We uh, we here at the end of the episode. Um, it's been a lot of fun. This, like I said, this is a good episode, and I can't wait until the next one. Uh, that should be coming out here uh, pretty soon, I think, after this. And, uh, yeah, it'll be great. Uh, looking forward to hear what Sarah says. I'll be looking forward to let you know my thoughts on the the next episode. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be great. And the next episode is uh, going to be called Wind Sprints. Wind Sprints. So, oh, fun. Wind Sprints. So, yeah, we all loved wind sprints uh, when we were back in high school, and yep. I was in wrestling and doing wind sprints. That was great. Uh, I have flashbacks to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, everybody. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to say is have a good night, and we're going to sign off, and hopefully this time we'll get it <laughs> right. Uh, we've come up with a different way to go about our sign-off, and... We're hoping that it goes a little smoother <laughs> Maybe. than the last, the last train wreck that we had. Train wreck? I wouldn't call it train oh. wreck. <laughs> okay. Uh, fender bender. Um, <laughs> Better. <laughs> okay. So uh, we'll end our podcast the way we're going to continue to end it and the way that the show likes to uh, let you know their big theme of the entire series. And it's uh, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose. So, you ready, Sarah? I'm ready. All right. All right. Clear Eyes. Full Hearts, Can't Lose. Can't Lose. (laughs) (laughs) You were delayed, not me. (laughs) uh, We'll improve. We'll get better. All right, everybody. Can't blame this one on me, though. (laughs) Yep. All right, everybody. Have a good night, all right? Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.